Welcome to your moment of growth. Welcome to your season of grace. Your decision to listen to God's servant is an action for absolute acceleration. Buckle up, tighten your seatbelt, and get set to learn Christ and develop your spirit as you listen to Pastor Lale Rushji, God's emissary for transformation, a steward and custodian of God's divine mysteries. Remain blessed. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name one more time for bringing us together like this. Thank you for your word that has come weekly to us two weeks ago. Thank you for the one coming to us today. Thank you because today everyone under the sound of my voice will be richly blessed in the name of Jesus. Everyone in this place will be edified. God will be glorified and the devil will be terrified in the name of Jesus. Thank you for what you are about to do. We bless your name. Thank you for what you have done already in Christ that we are about to tap into. We appreciate you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Alright, let's learn together. We ended at a place called Galatia. And then we, 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 we looked at what Paul told the people of Galatians. And then um, in chapter 3, we read from, chapter, from verse 1 to chapter, verse, verse 14. But let's quickly look at the last four verses there about and pick it up from there. Let's look at verse 11. Galatians 3 verse 11. And then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build it up from there. It's a fantastic learning. It's a fantastic learning. Learning about grace and graces. You know, I told you last week that grace is one of the most used words in the body of Christ. However, it's still one of the most abused words in the body of Christ. We see many people mention grace. Grace. They don't even know what grace is. People sing grace. Amazing grace. I'll see that sound. Amazing grace. I'll see that sound. Um, which one again? Grace, your grace, I'm nothing without you. Well, just other thoughts, I don't want to give. Beautiful song. Grace, grace, grace. But for your grace, I will not be saved. Grace! Will you be in church next week by the special grace of God? <laughs> Why are people singing? Ah, it's not their fault. It's because of grace. We were in the days. Of Moses, God would have killed them. Is that what you say? Even though you have your own too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, so, we've looked at quite a number of things two weeks ago, and then we're going to, let, let's look at this first. Paul told them in Galatians 3 verse 11, that, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of who? I'd like you to be as engaging as possible. But that no one... Like this, this, this one, this one, please. Let's, let's, let's get engaged. Very soon we're going to have the, the screen here. But let's, let's use this for now. And if, if you can use this, use your Bible. Say, but that no one is justified by the law. Meaning that the laws of Moses do not justify us any longer. What does justify mean? It means to be rendered innocent. To be called a free man. To be called a righteous man. In the sight of God, the law, the observance of the law does not justify us any longer. Can someone say amen to that? Say, for the just shall live by faith. Meaning that the, that the just do not live by the law anymore. The just live by a different set of rules or a different criteria. It's called grace. And grace works by faith. Amen? Now, so let's take verse 12 now. Verse 12 says, Yet, the law is not of faith. Don't bring the law and grace together. Don't bring the law and faith together. This, the law is not of faith, but the man who does them, who does the law, shall live by the law. Verse 13, we now saw that we also this, this fourth distinction. Last week I, I showed you that the first level is what? The level of what? The level of a cursed man. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Having become a cause for us. Go to verse 10, please. Verse 10. Alright, look at this. See, for as many as of the works of the law are under a what? For it is written, causes everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. 
Paul said that those who are the works of the Lord are under a curse. Under a curse. And he gave his reason. His reason was that whoever is under the law or whoever chooses the law and cannot fulfill all the law is under a curse. But Paul didn't say that whoever can fulfill the law is under a curse. Paul said that whoever is under the law is under a curse because Paul knew that no one has been able to successfully fulfill the law. Even the man that gave the law was the first to break it. Moses, he carried the law. I mean, now, the tablet, he came. And literally, he carried it. He saw them singing and he broke it. Bam. The lawgiver was the first lawbreaker. Before he even gave the law, he broke the law. So, now go back to verse 13 now. And let's see. He now said that Christ has redeemed us from what? How did the cause came? By the law. Do you understand that now? Without the law, there was no cause. Do you understand now? Now, there was, there was a cause of sin. That's a different thing entirely. Now, the cause of the law. No, that, so, the first level was the cause. The cause level. Man was under a cause because man could not fulfill the law. Those who were not given the law, they were under the cause of sin. The Gentiles. So he said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. So, Pastor Francis, can you come please? Now, so, 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 this is Apostle Francis. Apostle was under the cause before. Stage one. So, this is Christ. I think I like that one. I like that rule. So, Christ redeemed him from the cause of the law and brought him into the place where he's not under a cause again. So, Christ redeemed him from the cause of the law by becoming a cause for him. So it's, it's happened by what we call substitution. Mathematician, you know it. So you move here, I move there. Right? So can we do that now? So I am under the cause now. And the cause could not stay on me. So I took the cause away outrightly. So he left where he was before as a cause man and came to where no more, there was no more cause. And that's where the believer is. Can someone say he meant that? So can, can you move there? Second level. Having become a cause for us because cause is everyone that hangs on a tree. So Jesus Christ went to go and fulfill the cause by being hanged on a tree. Or by being hung on a tree. Now the next verse. So the first level, cost level, second level is the, what? the level of no more cause. Third level is the level of the blessing. Because if you are still under a cause, you cannot attract the blessing. You have to become a free man first. So second level is the level of the free man. So from this level of the free man, he now enters into, into the blessing of Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Third level. Level of the blessings of, Adam, of, of Abraham. That we might receive what? The promise of the Spirit. Fourth level. The level of the promise of the Spirit. First level is what? The level of what? Talk to me. Level of what? Everybody. Level of what? Of a cursed man. Second level, level of what? No more cause, free man. Third level, level of what? The blessing of Abraham. Fourth level, the level of what? Forms of the spirit. So being born again, being born again is higher than the other three levels. Because being born again is what gives you forms of the spirit. So if you are born again, you can never go back to stage one. You have left stage one. You have left stage one. You have left stage two. You are between stage three and stage four. You are in stage four, but you are enjoying stage three. Because that's what the blessing of Abraham is. Do you understand? Talk to me. Do you understand? Are you learning something? Thank you. You can go and sit. So we have been delivered from the curse. And what brought the curse was, is the law. The law brought the curses. And then today we are free men. Say, I am a free man. No. The devil did not hear you. Say, I am a free man. Acts 13 verse 38. Acts 13 verse 38. You see, what I'm still doing, this week I'm still laying a foundation on this great thing. Please, pay attention to this. Look at this very well. It says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, capital letter meaning Jesus, through this man is preached unto you, what? So, 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 the central message of Jesus' coming is what? 
forgiveness of sin. So through Jesus, we don't preach unto you, do this, do that. No. No. We don't preach unto you, be a good man. There is a, there is a new era, or there is an era that has been going on for a while now. And the era is this. Oh, just be a good person. Obey traffic rule. Be, just, just be good, you know. Be good. Obey basic rule. Even, even, if, even if you have an attraction towards the same sex, it's not bad. It's not bad. That is how God made you. There are different things now. There are things such as, there is something so, so, so called feminism. That, you see, all these, uh, the, man, the, the, the woman should, should obey the man and then, uh, or submit to the man and then the, the man should, should, um, should um, love the woman and all of that. No, 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 it's both of us who do it together. We love together, we obey, we obey together, we respect together. So there is no headship anymore. It's ongoing, it's spreading around. And you see, they are introducing this thing in the sources of manners such that Christ is no more in the equation anymore. Only goodness. Just be a good man. If I'm sleeping with someone that is sympathetic with me, at least I am not killing somebody. At least I am not fighting anybody. So now we have churches where they preach and then there is no Christ in the message anymore. It's not important anymore. You can be a good person and then when you die, God will judge you based on your works. Just be a good man. Go to school, get a good job and then live a normal life. But the truth is this. The substance of life and of, of scriptures, of what God is doing, is only in one man, Jesus Christ. The moment you miss Christ out of the entire thing, you have missed the whole thing. You have missed the whole thing. So, when we preach to people, you know, when you go for evangelism, have you explained it before? I'll tell you that. That's how they end it. It's a way to guide you from, from bringing Christ. And you see, it's called Christianity. It's Christ. It's about Christ. And that is what grace is. The one that brought grace. The one that brought grace. That's one name, Christ. Hallelujah. So through this man is preached unto you what forgiveness of sin. That what? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Such that and by him everyone who believes is justified from from what? How many things? Through who? Through who? Through Jesus, by Jesus, you are justified from all things which you could not have been justified by the laws of Moses. The same law that used to tell you that just do the right things, obey the commandments, love your friends, love your neighbor, don't convert your, your, your neighbor's wife, don't steal. It is no more the thing that God is concerned about. God is concerned about you believing in Jesus. And that is grace. Can someone say amen to that? Now go to verse 43. 43, please. 43. 43. 43. Come with this together. One and three go. Now, no, everybody. One and three go. Now, when the congregation had broken up, after, after the message that, 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 that Paul was preaching here, many of the Jews, let's do it together now, and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas. Who speaking to them persuaded them to what? Continuing what? Is it continuing Kasha Washeda? Continuing being a good boy. When Paul was leaving them, Paul might never see them again. He told them, There's one advice for you. There's only one thing. Continue in the grace of God. All of Paul's letter, last week, two weeks ago, I told you, started with grace. Ended with grace. The, the moment you receive grace from Christianity, that's finished. In fact, some people call God grace on duty, G-O-D. Paul told them, continue, 
continue. The word continue there is from the Greek word epimeno, E-P-I-M-E-N-O, meaning to stay with, to stay at, to tarry with, to remain, to persevere. For me, this is my own word for you, Joko Sibe. Joko Sibe, Grace. Just sit down there. Sit down there, Joko Sibe. If all you will learn all through your lifetime as a believer is grace, keep learning it. Keep learning it. The, we saw last week. He says the law was given by Moses. He said, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He said that we saw the Lamb of God. We saw Jesus. He said it was full of what? Of grace. And of his fullness, have we received what? Grace for grace. So we are learning grace. I am not rushing you. I have a lot to say to you. If we are going to speak to December and January next year, I don't mind. It's better to learn it very well and, and, be, and be good at it than, than, to, than to be learning different things and be good at nothing. Continue. Sit down there. Joko Sibel. Sit down there. Last week I showed you Hebrew 13 verse 9. Hebrew 13 verse 9. I showed you last week. Let's, let me show you again. Stay rooted in grace. Stay established in grace. 13 verse 9. 9. Paul said that do not be carried away by what? Various and strange doctrines. You see, you see, there are different doctrines in the body of Christ. Some people tell you that all I'm teaching is deliverance. Just deliverance. The person is teaching everything. And I'm showing you. I have only one ministry. It's the ministry of just prayer. Every believer should pray. There's no ministry of prayer. You can be given the grace to pray more. Oh, beautiful. But your ministry is a ministry of prayer. And you are gathering people together and you are teaching them just prayer, just prayer, just prayer. You are making a mistake. There is something at the middle. It's called grace. Every other thing revolves around it. How we even pray is by grace. The moment you rely on grace to pray, you pray longer. You pray better. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. Grace to she. By various and strange doctrines, for it is good that your heart be what established by grace, and not with meat, not with food that, that does not profit. Galatians 1 verse 6. I showed you last week as well. So let me show you again. See, it works. What if it works? Is it by what works? If it's by what works, we, we shouldn't be we should not all be Christians. If it's by if, it, if it's by what works, you and I should go and learn how to rob a bank and go and steal there. If it's, by, if it's by what works, we should be Yahoo Yahoo boys today. Is it by what works? Or by what, what, what is right? And what is noble? It works. Say so it works. You are babalawo. Say wait, take You eat some into water and you drink it. Say no, no. I will pray in the morning naked. That is babalawo. You are babalawo. You are like the man that carried the boy. I'm telling you, that went to the Holy Lameta naked and is appeasing the gods. You are appeasing the gods. Which God are you appeasing? Do you go naked to your daddy and go and talk to him? To appease him? That is no more Jesus. That is you. And a figment of what you have learned from tradition. It's not biblical. It's not God in it. So you must pray every 12 o'clock. Now, you make 12 o'clock become your God. You have idolized 12 o'clock because you feel that that time they are flying in the air. The witches in 2020, it's not 12 o'clock in the afternoon, in the midnight, oh. they are walking 8 a.m. in the morning. They are on suit. They are on tie. They will finish your life. They are in movies, beautiful movies. It does not mean now. She has hips, lips, and fingertips. And then it attracts you. That is the devil in the 21st century. It's not the one I will be saying that. Cholao. Sholau. No, the devil, has, the devil is also improving. The devil has stepped up. The devil is not, the devil is not using iPhone. You don't understand. He will use WhatsApp messaging to destroy your life if you are not careful. So you must pray 12 in the middle of the night. They don't fly like that anymore. There's a different way that you fly. They fly through the internet. Upgrade. Believers too, you must upgrade. The Bible says, do not, be, do not be ignorant of the devices, of the schemes of the enemy. The devil moves by the century. He changes his schemes and his styles. The devil is in music videos. If you go on trace, trace, I don't mean gospel trace, 
trace after watching for one hour, you feel like having sex. Am I right or wrong? Or you go on MTV or, or Eep TV. Eep TV. You feel like touching a girl's Eep. There's a, there's a reason why you call it Eep TV. Like when you are there for two hours. That's how the devil works today. It's not in the, in like in the olden days that you'll be calling your head. But the courier, they have called him. People in his village. They still exist. But you see, the devil knows how to deal with different people. Not like you. You. The only is that you are sophisticated. You don't want to pray. So he will make you a prey. How will he make you a prey? You will just be walking the wrong path. That's my question in Jesus' name. What I'm saying to you is that you do not make time become your God. You don't make things become your God. The believers live by faith. We live by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say amen to this. Titus 3 verse 5. We sit down with grace. We sit down with grace forever. We don't live. Where am I living? I'm living inside grace. It's grace. It's grace. Titus. Paul told Titus. Say, it's not by works of what? Righteousness. Which we have done. But according to what? It's mercy. He saved us. <laughs> I have learned something in my life. And I use it all the time. What sources a thing is what sustains a thing. Goat was not sourced in water. It was sourced on the land. Fishes were not sourced in the sky. They were sourced in water. For them to live, they must live in water. For goats live, they must live on the land. If what sourced your life as a believer is the mercy of God and the grace of God, that is what will sustain it. That's why Paul said that we cannot start in the spirit and go in the flesh. It's tired by grace and then you want to go into the law. What did they do you now? Oh God. Oh God, relax now. What did they do you? But according to his mercy, he saved us. Through what? Through what? Washing of what? Regeneration. The word of regeneration is a confusion there. Because if, if, you, if you read, if you have a Bible that tells you about, about, um, about um, words in, in italics, that are not exactly in, 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 the, in the translation. You will see that off is off. <laughs> you will see off in italics. If my own kind of Bible that I use on my iPad shows that the word off is not even there at all in the first place. The word off and regeneration are translated together. They came together. Now, I'm going somewhere. Now, the word washing means batting. Batting. Now, batting of regeneration. Batting. Of that means that if you go like that, that means that there's something of regeneration. We are now doing the batting of it, which cannot, it cannot be. It's not true. The word of generation is from the is from the Greek word palingenesia. I will explain that to you very soon. If you are a biology student, you will know palingenesia. P a l i n gen genesis, but in Greek it's called genesia. Palingenesia. Now the word palingenesia is not when. A baby in the womb wants to develop. Eh? It's like features that start with it. Palingenesia. The gene that starts with it. There's something called xenogenesia. Xenogenesia are the gene, are the features that come later. For example, now, after giving birth to you, eh? um, you don't have some habits. You don't start developing those habits later as you grow older. That is xenogenesia. Palin is the thing that comes with it. Meaning that there is a washing of palingenesia, or there is a batting of it. No, it's not batting of it. The word of there must have come from the word unto. That means that we were, we were batted, we were baited, or we were washed into regeneration, not washed off regeneration. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you sure? It is not batting. There cannot be something like washing of regeneration. That means that. There is a washing of chair. No. After regeneration, we are now washing you. That's not what, what happened there. It is washing onto regeneration. Do you understand? 
Do you understand? That means that from the point that you move from being from the being darkness into light, there was a washing that brought you into this level. Do you get that now? That's what Jesus did. That's why we do water baptism. Water baptism is not to what washed you. It's just a symbol to remind you that this is what happened to you. Do you get that now? Are you sure? I know that some of you think that if you're not baptized, you will not go to heaven. What about the thief on the right hand of Jesus Christ? Was he baptized? Jesus, did, did Jesus tell you that you should come to heaven? Did he, say, did he give you his word by his, word, by his mouth? He gave that guy his word. Wait. Me, I'm the one telling you from the Bible now. And the Bible telling you that you will go to heaven. Abi, that one, Jesus told him, said today, we will meet in paradise. And he was not baptized in water. See, and that one, you can excuse that one. No, God does not excuse things. So, water baptism is a symbol of what happened. So, that guy, the moment he believed in Jesus, he was washed into regeneration. Do you understand that now? That means that you are washed into becoming a new person. Because palingenesia is starting from the scratch again. It is not, let me see, is now 25 years old. She is now born again. Uh, a spirit too. She got born again at 25 years old. So, so she, her life changed at 25 years old. No. That's not, uh, what, what happened in the spirit. What happened in the spirit is that at 25 in the physical, a newborn baby was born into the spiritual. It is not a continuation of your physical life into the spiritual. No. You are still living as a physical man. But there is a spirit life that, that now commences from the day you are born again. Do you get that now? So palingenesia is new birth. It's new birth. You are reborn. It now added one more thing to it. It says renewer of the Holy Ghost. I love that renewer. Renewer is from the group what I can know it is. It means renovation. Your life is now renovated. You have, a, you have a new life entirely. There's a complete change. Now, say complete change for the better. You have become renovated and you have a new spirit and your spirit is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And you cannot be possessed by an evil spirit anymore. Because you are possessed by the Holy Ghost. You didn't hear me? You are possessed by the Holy Ghost. Verse, verse 6. I'm going, I'm going to verse 7. Verse 7 is where I'm going to. So, the word poured out is spilled out, gushed out. It lavished on us abundantly through Jesus Christ. So, the Holy Spirit has been poured out on us and a new gene has been given to us. And that gene is a gene of God himself. Can someone say amen to that? Now, verse 7. Verse 7 is where... I, 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 we are going to now. Verse 7. said that having been justified by what? We should become heirs according to the hope of what? How do we become heirs? We become heirs because a new gene has been given to us. We become heirs because a new spirit has been given to us, which is the spirit of grace. Do you understand that now? But before we, before we become heirs, before we possess a new spirit, before we possess a, a new gene, something happened to us. We were justified by grace. Because without being justified, God will not even be interested in you. So what did grace do? Grace died on the cross. You didn't do anything. Look at me. Look at me. You should have been, you should have, you should have been a very good person. But you could, not be, you could not be a good person because it's not your fault. You are not a sinner because you sinned. You are a sinner because you were born. It's not your fault. Your forefather, Adam, sinned, and then you were born. And then you were born into sin. And somebody now died. Are you, I, I, now, I, I, when the person died, the person got a nature for you and gave you the nature. Are you still going to be a sinner? You can't be a sinner anymore. So the believer, you, should never call yourself a sinner anymore. If they are saying that, who is now holy? Say, I am holy. Say, you are not serious, you are proud. Say, yes, I'm holy. I'm not proud, I'm holy. That's who I am. So you may say, I am holy. You know why you are holy? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Say, I am holy. You know why the Holy Spirit lives in you? Because you are born again. Say, I am holy. Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Yesterday, I was sitting, thought back, you know, it's your mind that is still deceiving you. Say, I am holy. Say, I am holy. Oh, yes, I am holy. Say, I am holy. Say it and let every verb in your body hear. Say, I am holy. Say, 
my spirit is holy. And therefore I am holy. Say Jesus Christ dies to redeem my body too. So my body is the temple of God. Therefore my body is also holy. Who told you your body is not born again? Your body is born again. Your body is a temple of God and in your body, in you, God dwells. God is working with your body. Winning souls with your body. Changing life. Your body is born again. Someone say, glory to God. You are holy. You are holy. Ah, me? Holy. Yes. It's first in nature, before your character. Say, I am holy. If you are born into the family of Igoche, and you don't behave like Mr. Igoche, it doesn't mean you are not, you are not Igoche. Am I right? You first, have to, you first have to be Igoche before you behave like Igoche. So you first have to be holy before you behave holy. Say, I am holy. Say, my holy say. Say, nobody holy pass. Say, me, I holy pass. Hallelujah. Says we were justified. The word justify is a powerful word. In this case, the word justify is from the word dikahayo. Know what dikahayo means? It means to be rendered righteous. It's not you that made yourself righteous. The word justify means to be pronounced. To be declared. So, the moment you find yourself behaving like, ah, I, I'm not living a holy life, or I'm not living, you declare it because it, it happened by declaration. It happened by pronunciation. You were pronounced holy. You were called holy by God. So you must call yourself what God called you. Romans, Romans 4 verse 1. Romans 4 verse 1. Let me read Romans 4 verse 1 to it. Say, I sit down for grace. Say, I sit down for grace. I balance inside grace. Romans 4 verse 1. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found? Our father according to the flesh. Verse 2. Let's see what Abraham found. Can you move, please? For if Abraham was justified by what he was doing, by works, by observing the law, he has something to boast of or boast about. But not before God. So, 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 hear this. If you seek to be justified by what you can do, you can boast. You can boast to us. But not before God. Why? He says, all your righteousness, all of it, is like a filthy rag. I check what filthy rag means. The only way to qualify filthy rag. I'm sorry, ladies. It's called menstrual rag. What do you do with a menstrual rag? It has no significance. It has no use. In fact, you don't even throw away. You burn it. All your righteousness. <laughs> Verse 3. For what does the scripture say? The scripture says, Abraham believed. Brother Joshua, are you seeing this in the Bible? Okay, beautiful. Abraham what? Believed God. And what happened? And it was counted unto his account. It was accounted unto him. For what? So, believing God is now equal to what? Do you believe God? Are you sure you believe God? Are you righteous? Eh? So you are righteous. Why? Because you what? Do you believe God? Verse 4. Now to him who walks, if you go to work, January 1st to 31st, they will give you what? Salary. They don't give you their words, they are hoeing you. It's called a debt. Abi? Now to him who works, the wages are counted not as grace, but as debt. But in verse 5, see that. But to him who does not walk, but believes in him who justifies the. Wait, 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 wait. Who what? Believe in him who, who, who justifies what? God, God. Look at this. 
Who justifies the good men? I have been reading Bible since. In case you don't like me anymore because of what I'm preaching. Maybe you should go and fight with the Bible. It's not my fault. I am not even giving you what I think. I'm just showing you Bible, 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 Bible. Be believes in him who justifies the ungodly. So, wait. Wait. A man is not justified because the man is, is not born again. A man is justified when he agrees with the fact that he has been justified. And then he believes he has been justified. And then he's not born again. That's a rubbish. I just said the Bible to you now. He said he justified the ungodly. What is my I'm just explaining what he said in, in English language. I'm making it bigger. A man isn't justified because he believes. A man is justified while he's ungodly. Because of what Jesus did. The moment he agrees with the fact that Jesus did it for him and he's justified, then he, he enters into his justification. Do you get that now? He justifies the ungodly. He said that man, that man, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Meaning that every time when God sees you, you are, you are up to date, you are upright, you are fine, you are holy. When God sees you, he's seeing Jesus. When God sees you, he's seeing someone that is doing well. Say, I am doing well, huh? <laughs> when God sees you, he's seeing a man that is doing well. Brother, you are doing well in Christ. Because, you see, if you are standing on your own, you are not doing well. But if you are standing in grace, if you balance in grace, you are doing well. You are doing well. You are doing well. Wow. You are doing well. Wow. Say, how are you? I'm fine. How is your spiritual life? It is doing well. Ah, brother, your spiritual life is in Christ. It is doing well. It's not in me. It's in Christ. It's doing well. Hallelujah. So his faith is accounted for righteousness. Abraham, he knew this thing. Abraham, he entered into this thing. Go to verse 6. Verse 6. This is beautiful. Ah, David, no war. See, just as David also described the blessedness of the man whom God does not impute iniquity. Whom God imputes righteousness apart. From what? David, no more. David, David who knew it. David knew it. David and, and, his, and his soldiers, they enter into where priests used to eat children. They want to go and eat there. God did not punish him because he was walking by revelation. Verse 7. Verse 7. He said, Blessed are those who lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. You see, that was in the hold. But now your sins are not covered, they are forgiven. They were covering, covering. But today your sins are not covered. See, see my sins are forgiven forever. Hallelujah. Verse 8. That's what grace has done for us. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Shall not impute sin. It's not blessed the man that does not sin. No. That's what it says. To whom God will not impute sin. You see, God, 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 there are people that God imputes sin on today. And they, they don't impute sin. Just because they were born. They were just born. But you, but you, but you, I mean you. I'm talking about the very you. The very you sitting down in kings of right now. God does not impute sin on you. <laughs> Because you are, you, you are knowing this thing very well. Now, those who start prayers like this, they are thanking God what they, what they are praying, but they are not even sure that God is accepting that thanksgiving. They cannot wait to go to the next item. They cannot wait. Father, we thank you. Give you glory. Give you, oh no, give, give you praises in Jesus' name. Uluwa, awa, What's that? You are saying, Jesus, you just wasted your time dying on the cross. That's all 
what you are saying. And God is like, see this guy embarrassing us. He said, this guy is embarrassing us. And then you want to start prayer. You spend 30 minutes asking for forgiveness. You don't go to bed without praying. And it's hypocrisy. It's not because you love God. It's because you want to go to heaven. Because you, you, you're not sure you will not you're not sure that you will make the next morning. And in case I die, oh, let me be in the yonder. Father, thank you for today. Oh. Father, keep me till tomorrow and forgive me all my sins. You will not say the real thing, no? Hypocrisy. Let me say that, Father. In case I die, oh, so I can go to heaven. Oh. One day, I was coming from secondary school. I can't forget. Secondary school. Set high school. We were coming. That, that was when Yoruba and Alusa were fighting. 1993. In this of Abela. No, no, not 1993. I was, I, was I was still in primary school. 2000. Not 2000. Maybe 1999 or so. But 1993. When, when Abela died. When Alusa and, and Yoruba were fighting. That day, the Alusa were chasing people. All of us just ran inside the redeemed church. We were plenty there. Guess what we are all doing? Father, forgive me my sins. <laughs> Forgive me my sin, Father. Forgive me my sin. Ah, beside me. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Father, forgive me my sin. Even, I'm sure that even the Muslims are saying, forgive me my sin too. Because they want to enter Alijano, not Alijono. Everybody was busy asking for forgiveness of sins. And he said, through this man is preached unto you, forgiveness of sins. He said, he said, it's not you that want it. Me, I am giving it to you. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Please, let's quickly sit down. Ephesians 1 verse 7. One seven. Say, in him, we have what? True is, even the, you already have. You have it. You are not looking for it. You have it. It was given to you. Sister Grace, it was given to you. What is dashing? You have it already. So Jesus died for the imputation of sin. When Jesus died, instead of imputing sin, he outputed it. Jesus died for the penalty of sin. Instead of making sure the penalty enters the goal, they play to throw in. They could not score against you. Jesus died for the guilt of sin. So you must feel guilty for your sin. No. He died for it as well too. And Jesus died. Most importantly, freedom from sin. So that sin is no longer our master. We are now master over sin. Amen to Jesus. Wow, time is really gone. But let me quickly say some few things. Let me say some few things. Let me show you three, two verses of the Bible. Two verses. Romans 11, verse 6. Two portions of the Bible, not two verses. Two portions. And if by grace, let's do together. One, two, go. And if by grace, and it no longer works, otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it's by works, it's no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. It's in the Bible. In case you don't believe me, open your Bible and check it. I did not give it to him. If it's by grace, it is grace. If it's works, it is works. Just choose. Just choose. You cannot balance it all. We don't balance it. We sit in grace. We sit in grace. You see, now, there are two things. See, ah, if you are saying grace, 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 ah, that means you are endorsing sin. No. 
No, that's not it. So you are giving people license to go and sin. People already have license to go and sin. <laughs> people are sinning without license. <laughs> the same way people are driving without license. People are sinning without license. In fact, people have license to do what they want. Hey, pastor, what you are preaching is making people, making people sin. They want to sin. They are only using what I'm preaching as, as an excuse. Me, I am preaching Bible. I'm preaching Bible. Now, I realize something. The moment you know who you are, when you know who you are, it defines your life. It defines your life. Do you know why you're in church? You should be trained into who you are. When a king is born, or when a king gives birth to a child, from the day the child is born, they start training the child into kingship. Even how you hold the cup is in a kingship manner. How you walk, you walk like a king. What you wear, where you go to, who you mingle with, the school you attend, they are all in your training. It is deliberate. You are in church so as to obtain the training of the believer. So you don't behave anyhow. Now hear this. I'm sorry to use areas like Obilagege. But in, imagine a child is born into, no, let's not use Obilagege, into Ajegule. Grew up in Ajegule for about 30 years of his life. After 30 years, he now discovered that his father happened to be the wealthiest man in Africa. Even without missing his father, he already has a consciousness that I don't belong here anymore. I am not like these people anymore. There is somewhere different for me. Then he now meets his father. His father now agrees that he's his child. He will still be behaving like a goodness, most am I right? But if he says, I don't believe they will not be the same anymore. Am I right? Why? Because knowing who you are changes your disposition already. The moment a believer knows that he's holy and righteous, if you know indeed, it's not that, ah, he has preached to others, that we can go and sing. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the moment you know that you are holy, I am holy. So I am holy. I am not a person with sin. It changes the way you relate with sin. You are ahead of sin. We are saved from sin. We don't live conscious in sin. Sorry, sorry. We don't live in sin, but we, are, but we don't live conscious of sin. There is something called sin consciousness. I, I don't want to sin, no. I don't want to sin, no. I don't want to sin, no. Those people will sin more. So you. Don't think about a black cat. Don't. Don't think about a black cat. Don't imagine a black cat in your life. Never think about in your life. If you think about a black cat, black cat will come to you. Don't ever in your life. I say to you on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday. In fact, you won't only be thinking about black cat. You'll be dreaming about black cat. In fact, you'll be seeing black cat everywhere. Am I right? So when he tell you, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. All you have is a consciousness of sin. Conscience of sin. But if I tell you every day, you are holy. You are holy. Oh, you are holy. Boy, you are justified. You are holy. You are righteous. If you want to still be living in sin, what you are hearing me say is that you can, be, you can see no. You can see no. You are choosing what you are hearing. That's just what you are hearing. What I am saying is that, Sister you are holy. You are righteous. You are justified. You are redeemed. You are of God. You are born of God. You have God's gene in you. You should be asking yourself that. What is in God? Does God sin? Is sin in God? And let me tell you, the beauty of grace is that grace helps you to live the way you should live. It makes it easy to live ahead of sin. That's the beauty of grace. Hallelujah. Is it making sense to you now? Grace saves you from sin and not make you live above sin. Does it make any sense to you right now? Are you sure about that? Brother Jean, does it make sense to you now? Are you sure about that? Say, I live above sin. Say, I live above sin. In the name of Jesus. Titus 2, verse 11. 
Titus 2 verse 11. Let me wrap it up there. For the grace of God that brought, what? That, that brings salvation as appear unto all men. And what does this grace say? Verse 12. Teaching us that what? That's not everybody. Everybody, let's say it. That what? Denying ungodliness and worldly loss. And we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So, grace helps us to live above sin. But in case we now sin, we don't now sit down there and say that, hey, it's Modisha, Modisha. No, 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 no. You obtain forgiveness that you have received already, and then you move on. Do you understand that now? Does it make sense to you? Is life easier like this? Is life easier like this? One day, one girl was saying, one day was saying us in fifth degree, fifth degree. Say Christianity is not bread and butter. My friend told me, say Christianity, no bread and butter. That's Christianity. Say no bread and butter. Enjoyment. That is Christianity. And for real, that is Christianity. Christianity is bread and butter with fine tea and sugar inside it. Can you shout glory to God? Can you shout glory to God? Say, 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 I am excited. Say, I am a Christian. I am proud of it. Say, I am an addicted Christian. And I am proud of it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, let me, let me show you as I round up Zechariah 4 verse 6 to 10. Zechariah 4 verse 6 to 10. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to confess God's word here. We're going to wrap it up here. We did this two weeks ago. Let's do it now. So he answered and said unto me, This is the word of the Lord unto Kufu. This is the word of the Lord unto Francis. This is the word of the Lord unto, 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 unto Samuel. This is the word of the Lord unto Daniel. That's what? Not by... Not by what? Not by... But by what? Shout it by what? Says the Lord of hosts. What is it? Verse 7. Say, Who are thou? O mountain. Who are thou, O great mountain? Before? Before? Is your name Zerubbabel? Before? You shall become what? Can you shout? You shall become a plane. Can you mention those mountains? Can you mention those mountains right now? Mention those mountains. Say, you are thou, O mountain, before me. You are going to become a plane in the name of Jesus. You are a plane already in the name of Jesus. How will it become a plane? Wait. How will it become a plane? You shall bring forth the capstone with a shout of words. Yes! impacted by God's word. We cannot wait for the fruit that you will bear upward with a word that is taking root deeply and downward in your spirit, man. We are the kings of the youth expression of Foster Gospel Church or really Agege, Lagos, Nigeria. Join us every Sunday, 8 a.m. at 54 Street 56 Old Road, or really Agege, Lagos. And every Thursday on MixLR.com forward slash kings up. We are 100% Jesus, no additives. You are celebrated.